Hey everybody, this is Issa Cosette, and you are listening to Issa's Way, your favorite podcast that you didn't know existed, you didn't know what you needed, but we're so glad you're here. And this week we have a very special episode. I was able to sit down with some amazing black scholars at the 8th Caribbean Without Borders Graduate Student Conference, and you just gotta listen. a nice round table. Much room for collaboration. Yeah, man. Yeah. Be, because our all our interests intersect. Yeah. Whether it be from uh, the language, expression, expression creative expression, yeah. history, uh, modern day manifestations yeah. of, of our Stage own. in the academic process because we're all essentially. That's it. Uh, and yeah. also because I feel like here we're like, especially in the Caribbean, we're stuck in the place like between past and like what do we do now? Where do we go from rid, here? Yeah. yeah. That's and what we don't know what to do basically. That's it. Exactly. We're so stuck into that's like exactly. everything that people made us to be. That, that resonated right me on two that resonates me on You can sit on my jacket if you want. As a region and also in my personal because yes, like I'm trying to figure out like what the where do I where do I go where do I go from don't here? Say you like seeing I'm important. Where do I go from here, man? That is so so important. You know, you know, you know exactly what you said about being stuck. I remember studying in the UK, and every time I opened my mouth, I felt like I already, st- I'm operating within a stereotype as a young black Caribbean scholar. So mm. everything that I say is through the lens of blackness, which mm. I felt like I was margin marginalizing my own ability to analyze stuff but mm. that it was important because I was the only black voice in the room. That was a strength. So, that that, yeah. you know, so when I hear you say that, it, it really, so which is why I don't knock the two lecturers who misrepresented uh, their reading of Willy Chen. Yeah. I hadn't read Willy Chen when I should read really Willy Chen so that I could mm. now understand the context in which he's writing. And give a critique. And give a a critique that is yeah. closer to the intended meaning of the writer yeah, yeah. so that they wouldn't misrepresent but I haven't read mm. Willy Chen right. so I don't want to accuse them of, of blatantly trying to misrepresent my mm. story or my context mm. it means I need to read it so and, that's, write. And, and write, and write. I need to read and write yeah. but it might, where do you start in that situation Is it, do you start with him or like do you have to just go with just your experience? Because I feel like for me, I don't have a certain experience and I don't have a certain background. So it's just like, I want to correct people. Like, I was just like, get them, you know? Because they, yeah. they should, because yeah. it's like, if y'all did it, once again, yeah. they're not going to be corrected. You say, or, you know, we should document it. And I think that's important, but that goes down to, like, fighting them, like, how the white people set standards because they write and document it, it yeah. becomes ingrained. Mm. But if people aren't reading, then what's the point of writing it? I'm not saying that there's no yeah. point. We should yeah. document yeah. it. And, and, yeah. and even with podcasts and video and yeah. Doc- yeah. all of these forms are important of document uh, documentation. But when you realize we're in a generation now where people aren't reading that much anymore, yeah. you know? That is the yeah. problem. So That's what do we problem. do now? So, where do we start? So, I mean, I had to admit that I was unaware that, that, that this guy had written extensively. I was only really aware of the, the visual art and the sculpting. Um, so for me, it's starting to see the value of our own work. Mm. 
it's starting to really good, make, or, good or bad good or bad mm-hmm. yeah like it's the same way people say oh soca in the early days soca mm-hmm. that, that's rubbish that's just whining mm-hmm. it's the same dialogue Panos now in jamaica yeah. about dancehall yeah. dancehall yeah. is vulgar violent degrading mm-hmm. to women etc etc so does it mean then that it's not worthy of analysis yeah. and when an american or a european scholar comes and analyzes it mm-hmm. we now say how dare you yeah, yeah. when are we not doing it when we don't really have mm-hmm. place the yeah. same value in our own yeah. cultural expression because we're not taught yeah. that no, taught no. That. there you go no. we're not we're not so these value judgments that we make about what is high culture or low culture culture, or the politics of the culture itself. And this thing comes from inside also. It's not even people from outside. It's us ourselves that do that. We're like, oh no, that's not worthy. So that that, that for me, based on what you said there, in terms of uh, it's almost like you're an outsider inside. Yeah. Yeah. I, do you operate from within a box that says you're a black scholar? Uh, is it limiting? In my opinion, it is, yeah. but at the same time, it's necessary. It's necessary. Yeah. Because yeah, we have to tell our stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rather than get worked up that other people are misrepresenting it, we need to tell our own stories. And, and I. So for me, we have a lot of work to do. Oh, yeah. That we all agree. I think we, I think, I think we, at some point, we, we stop trying to offend people as academics. Um, we, 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 I think we started towing the line, like not, not trying to piss people off. Yeah. Mm. Like, and, 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 and so, again, my supervisor just told me, like, you have to, at some point, you have to ac- accept the fact that you're, you're going to be offensive to some people. The way you look. Yeah. The yeah. things you yes. work on, just yes. being, yes. Yeah. and so you need that. You need to own that truth and and, and and stop walking into the room trying to apologize yeah. for, for 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 simply yeah. existing. For being, yeah. Because I changed my PhD topic in the middle of it when I realized that I was doing this. The topic I was doing was was to please other people. It had nothing to do with with me because I thought this is a space. This academic space would not accept me for who for, for who yeah, I am, and that's because undergrad postgrad we are taught not to use our own voices we we are agreeing with everybody We're else's voices yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah right and so your voice is not good enough mm. and so people are telling me why not even even the suicide thing why not interview why not, why not do a survey and talk to other people mm. all right that's fine but i've experienced it so why not talk to myself right yeah. exactly <laughs> I am the best source, right? Yeah. So why do I? So how do I? How do as you said? How do I? How do I then remove myself from something that is so personal and report on it as if it's it's so it's 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 so far removed, mm-hmm. you know? And there's there's very little space. There's and I think that's the problem also with PhD is like like an academy is so westernized that it's there you like go. they don't even realize that go. everything that they do is like. We're not being in an advantage to even express who we are or tell our stories. Absolutely. Because it's always going to be categorized. Oh, that's the black story. That's the black female. That's the this. That's the that. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, at the end of the day, how do you even make it singular? Because at the moment, it's going to be you speaking. Then they're going to categorize it. So. Yeah, I I have a supervisor who will remain unnamed who constantly says that, what are your labels? What are your labels? You have to be able to be categorized as a, a as a scholar. Mm. Yeah. You have to name your box, and I, I really reject that. Mm. Yeah, I really reject that notion yeah. that as a Caribbean scholar, 
um, that I just have to analyze things Caribbean from a certain mm -hmm. um, perspective. And it's such, a, and it's a fast because even if I was, I was thinking, even like Rex Nettleford. Thank you. Like V.S. Naipaul. Thank you. Yes, all of these, yes. uh, all, all of these people were, were, were Caribbean scholars in the sense that they did not fit into one box. Mm. They wrote on so many different things, mm. from what we consider rigid academic work to yeah. Yeah. To, 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 to poetry and, and culture and all of the things that yeah. the academic yeah. the academia would define as soft. So don't tell me now. The Caribbean has never, uh, or any any diasporic group of people, have never been able to fit into one box yeah, comfortably. Yeah, no, me neither. So why are you trying to fit me into one specific box and say this is going to be defined for your life? Only like with like when they, you have to be in the department. Like how do you want? Like I've been like I want to be French. I want to be in the female. I want to yeah, be yes. like they're like no, you need to be one because yeah. when the job market, <laughs> yeah, the girl, job market, the job market, you only need to know this, that, yes. and that. So so that you can teach this, that, ah. and that. But I'm like, I'm not yeah. just a teacher. Yeah. I also want to be an artist. Exactly. That yeah. Exactly. Because I what like them. Yeah. 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 Hence is why I, I keep trying like to push myself back into this thing, into this lane of going to poetry. But for me, as a first generation experience, right, coming in like first generation American and then now expat, you know, living in the Caribbean, I think that. It's nice to be able to kind of be a chameleon and also see the creolized differences, right? Or to see the similarities, actually, you know? And I think it's interesting that you're pointing out that, you know, in the beginning, like, we are in the beginning of time because 20 years from now, like, we're oh, going to yeah, be yeah. so glad that we stay true to our truths. You know, yeah. we're so glad that we recognize that all these different arts and we don't have to literally this is right now a class you know mm -hmm. we are out we're in the university but we're outside and once you take away that western society once you take away the other <laughs> and once you realize like yes you can be you and still be then we'll be able to move forward and once again i, I realized that, that, that you can be you and still be you know because yeah. at the yeah. end of the day we're <clears throat> we're always taught <clears throat> like to be the other to fit in to check your boxes yeah. to play it safe but then you play it safe, you check your boxes, then you realize you're miserable exactly. because you've never been yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So once once we realize that this PhD is giving you the control, because after this, you know, is your life, yeah. you know, so you might Defined as well. You might as well like, spend okay, this time. it's great to have a job, but you also need to live the life that you want to live. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I feel like yeah, they don't yeah, get yeah, it. And no. I'm like, do you know sometimes you, they went through it. That's why I don't get it. That's why I'm just like, exactly. When my professors tell me, like, literally they tell me I should stop traveling so much and sit down <laughs> and focus. And I'm like, I learn more by Thank going you. out yeah. and traveling yeah. than being in this Listen. classroom. Yeah, you know man. what I'm saying? And also, sometimes these experiences make me realize like okay now i understand what we were talking about class mm -hmm. because when you explain it and i have no experience to no apply it to yeah. no i can't think yeah. like that you know i wasn't just, we those it boxes. won't even make sense no it it's like sense. you know talk once again talking about snow in the caribbean it's talking yeah. about these apples like these certain <laughs> images these yeah. things aren't yeah. here yeah. so giving these examples won't help and and repeating or screaming the examples doesn't make the yeah. student know yeah. better yeah. i just read school days by um patrick chermozo yeah. and that interesting dialogue is what i'm like you know we need to and uh, this is what's happening in the, in our days and once again we'll see the fruit in the future um is that we is to recognize that our culture is important that the arts are important and like you said to write about it because 
we can't know this information and not share this information mm-hmm. because later someone else, another other or another white person is going to come in and write about it and we're going to be like, oh, we were talking about that <laughs> in exactly. Puerto Rico. Yeah, exactly. And I'll be so pissed. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be so pissed. That's what happens all the time. Always. Yeah. Every always, time. Always. Even like the Jamaican language unit, the, 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 the standardized Creole for Jamaica yeah. was not created by a Jamaican. Yeah. Thank you. Right? And so now Jamaicans have a problem reading standard Creole. Wow. Jamaicans are fighting, resisting this whole concept of uh, national language. Yeah. Native language, their language should be fighting a language, language. Uh, a recognized language. Makes, it doesn't make sense, right? Native they are speakers, fighting their own language. They're yeah. resisting it. And it, it, it's just really it's, it's, a clear indication of almost like that self-hate. Yeah, man. You know? So even for like the for awesome, soca music yeah. for Calypso, the the person who owns the biggest archive of Calypso music is a Alaskan judge, mm. Corey wow. Funk. Yeah. He and owns the biggest archive of Calypso was, wasn't music. Wasn't it a foreigner that patented steel pan? Yes, a you foreigner see? owned the patent for the Trinidad and Tobago steel pan. Imagine that. Because we didn't see it After as 60 essential. Years, yeah. We didn't patent that shit for sixty years, and somebody yeah. just come at you. Well, mm. yeah. so we have a lot of in- like the dagger, like. Uh, yeah. that was the only time it was uproar. Like, uh, but again, sometimes we are so, we are so, and this is why I didn't again didn't comment. We sometimes he was like, watch we, yourself. We so stuck, right, we stuck in the informal space, and that's when, like we need to start fighting fire with fire. Yeah, mm-hmm. and writing this shit down. Okay, because it's like we sit and we discuss it. And they overhear and they write it and they, and they write it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And misrepresent yes. yeah. so it. It's the same thing like the steel panel. It, like we are comfortable with saying, okay, it, we created it and not formalizing it. And they're like, well, the value is in formalizing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's how it goes. So, okay, my other challenge. So, when you write it and they tell you that your writing is not good writing, what do you do? Well, that's. You know, because there's levels. Yeah. You want to join in our conversation? Conversation. We're just we're, we're talking about being in PhD programs. We're talking about finding the voice, changing the voice. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to the circle. I have, I have Wait, well, we didn't even like say our names and stuff. We just started recording. So can you just say your name, your study, where you're studying? <laughs> Why do I start? Start. <laughs> oh, because okay, this is Ise Cosette. Um, I am a PhD student at the University of Puerto Rico, Rio Pérez campus. I am a second year. You know, I do a lot of work in African spiritualities, poetry, and now I'm trying to get in healing narratives and travel writing. So we'll see where oh, that, yeah, see where that leads me. Uh, <laughs> I am Stefan Campbell. I'm a finalizing PhD student uh, in social policy, doing an autoethnography on the experiences of the Caribbean man and trying to prove that telling our own stories is as valid as someone telling our stories for us. Oh, I'm Coraline Kondasami, and I'm a French student from Guadeloupe, which is a French island, and I study in Miami. I'm a second year PhD student, and I focus on music, on female, and on French Caribbean studies. Nice. I'm Alpha Obiko. I I'm a lecturer at the University of the West Indies. I teach a range of courses in media and communication. My research interests are uh, communication and cultural policy, but also cultural studies, particularly as it pertains to popular music um, in the Caribbean. Nice. Yeah. 
Oh, <laughs> okay. I'm Dana Banku, I'm from Ghana. I teach at the University of Puerto Rico, and uh, I'm excited to uh, be sitting down and listening to uh, graduate students present new ideas on how to do uh, research, mm. interpret texts, etc., etc. For me, it's a learning that I'm uh, learning. Yeah. yeah. Weird. Do you feel like you've changed from like the beginning, well, so, like you, I'm sure that from like, for example, us last year to now, or like you from the first year until now? Oh man, oh, definitely. What did you? Definitely. I, I, I think, I think it's, it was about accepting my, accepting myself. As mm -hmm. I said, I, I, first things first, I am the only person in my circle of friends. And even in my family to even get this far in academia. Yes, yeah. So this, I uh, with, so I have very little reference points. Mm -hmm. And even coming from my background, education was not a space for men, right? Mm -hmm. Much less education up to the PhD level. And so it, I've been navigating this space, but I was trying to, I was trying to be what they wanted me to be, what I thought they wanted me to be in the academic space, which was, which was in agreement with everything, with not speaking out on certain things, not defending my truth, not defending my methodology. Mm -hmm. And I threw all of that away when I realized that what I'm writing about is literally a matter of life and death, mm -hmm. right? And so, yes, I, I think I've become far more comfortable in speaking my truth despite um, what, what, what other people think because I think there is a space in Caribbean in the Caribbean academe for our own stories, not yeah. our own stories according to the observer. Mm -hmm. Which is, I mean, the, the history of ethnographies is the observer, somebody coming into, quote-unquote, a, a less-than-cultured space, uh, going into a, a tribe in Africa and, and writing on it and think they know. Mm -hmm. they, they, they know the culture and, and, and they can best describe the culture. But I've changed a lot because I've embraced certain elements of my culture, embraced that I cannot know certain things and still be a man and still be okay, yeah. honest enough to admit it, and just go in the direction to becoming a better person as I contribute to the Caribbean. So I changed a whole lot from <laughs> yesterday to, the, to today. I changed. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. You recently finished. How yeah. you changed? It's been. It's for me. <clears throat> I didn't really have much expectations. Uh, on completion and I'm glad I didn't <laughs> because the transition for me is is one where I'm still trying to, to learn and even after completing the PhD recognizing that there's so much I don't know mm. um, my own dissertation feels like uh, I mean I'll never have the experience of bearing a child but it feels like I've given birth to a child that I don't even want to see. Wow. Mm. Wow. You know? The process was just grueling. It was I went through periods of depression. Mm. I went through periods of doubting myself and questioning why am I wasting my time? Mm. I'm not even going to be earning money from this. <laughs> I just knew that I love teaching and standing in front of that classroom and and getting the feedback from students. Mm. That, that process of transmitting meaning to me uh, is what I live for. But then coming into this process where there's so much politics involved, so much tribalism within the academic space, 
so much of the self-promotion mm. that the academia promotes where it's always about trying to get to the next level trying to get promoted within the academic space instead of impact instead of impact instead of reaching out to different people not just the students but to the communities and doing research for a purpose rather than a self um, promotion for me it's something I'm still grappling with uh, to be very honest for me I got into the PhD because I felt like I had a future in politics which probably I still do and I reject this notion that I will write 20 books and have it on a shelf that young people will not read, you know. So I have now started to do documentaries. Um, so I'm working on one now talking about carnival in Jamaica. It's probably because I have what is called in Trini dialect, Tabanka, which is a deep yearning, uh, a missing. So because I'm, I've been in Jamaica for seven years and have missed Trinidad and Tobago Carnival, I am now through uh, documentary trying to document this growing phenomena in Jamaica um, and because I believe in the democratization of knowledge and that learning from Rex Nettleford and Stuart Hall, um, Stuart Hall did a documentary on the Caribbean and it was very informative and it aired on national television, mm -hmm. um, particularly in British, uh, former British Commonwealth countries. That's the type of impact I want to have, mm. to be able to, to, to be a public intellectual yeah. mm. rather than an academic mm. uh, emeritus who yeah. writes numerous books. Right. Nobody will ever read. Nobody will ever read. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Barely. yes, 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 yes. You're right, you're right, yes. Yes, <laughs> students, students will read them. But it's not necessarily the reason I got into it. Right. You know, so that's the battle I'm trying to face now. How do I, because well, I, you have to get promoted. In this era, mm. you either publish or you push out, mm. right? So you have to toe yeah. the line now between that promotion of self and uh, that deeper purpose, you know? So that's what I'm grappling with now. Still learning um, and growing. Yeah. Mm. I, don't, I don't feel much different, to be honest. Mm. I feel like I'm still a student. Wow. Mm. I, I mean, I, I heard. I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah, I heard once mm -hmm. you have a PhD, that means you'll be a student for life. So yeah. you're in the beginning. You're on your way. You yeah. know. So we just take it. Yeah. Any words of wisdom, Mister, who have been in the game for quite a long time on the other side? I was yeah. pushed into the game. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't my design. Mm -hmm. Everything that happened happened because something gave me the opening. It's not like. As an undergraduate, I dreamt of becoming a professor or anything. <laughs> that was, I wanted to make money. <laughs> it didn't work. Somebody pushed me to go and do the master's. Yeah. I didn't even ask for a scholarship, and it was given to me. Mm. Went and did it, then taught briefly, then I got another scholarship to Canada and do it. Finished. Then my head of department in Canada said, there's a job in Puerto Rico for you. Like I've that. already made a portfolio and the letter. What? Just like that. Just like that. So as I said, I got pushed <laughs> into the position. Of course, I love talking. <laughs> and I get paid to talk. To talk. <laughs> Though it's not much, but it's it's uh, the fact that you are constantly with young minds, with young brains, people giving you new ideas, challenging. If you are serious, you will never grow old. Mm. Because the PhD itself is very narrow. 
yes. oh. the, the more you go towards the field, the narrower you become wow. yeah. intellectually and academically because you are forced you to into a little hole or what yeah. uh, is called the tunnel. You now develop a tunnel vision and yes. you are very protective of that tunnel vision yes. wow. until you actually start researching and teaching. And if you are open minded, then the students challenge you with new ideas, new theories, new uh, openings that. Yeah, you can then uh, become like the West African Anansi or Spider, mm. greedy. You are here, you are there, you are there, you are there. But at the same time, because of your training, you can become also a bit more focused and so on. So for me, that's how uh, that every year I grow. Every year I grow with uh, students like Issa, uh, Sherin, uh, Jackie, all the, uh, they constantly it's true. I feel challenged, so that's why I kept sat this morning and I was listening to all the presentations I'm going this afternoon to. And so I, that way I can pinch somebody. <laughs> <laughs> see if we're on the right track. No, 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 no. It's not about seeing whether you're on the right track, whether I need yeah. to constantly revalidate myself. Yes. To and make myself relevant yeah. to, to myself and to but then, yes. like, I always wonder, what do professors think, like, you know, when we go and we say, oh, I think another way. Like, how do they, like, do they like that or do they Some like, professors don't like Yeah, challenge. I have this feeling. I attended a, a conference, uh, where was it, in which the, the, the students talked about, uh, no, it's not a conference, I was doing a book review on philosophy. As, Philosophical Foundations of the Humanities Publishing mm -hmm. by Ghanaian professors. And one of the issues was professors can become terminators mm -hmm. of knowledge. <laughs> yeah, they can become assassins yeah, of knowledge happens. when they do not allow any alternative way of reading or responding to issues yeah. by the students. So, this is my way, that's how I was yeah. trained. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's how, and that's how I feel. That's yeah. how I feel. And that uh, yeah. uh, the University of Ghana, the professors need to change. Some of these professors need to actually change yeah. and to become democratic. Yeah. That if you say you are an academic, intellectual, yeah. you have to have open mind and yeah. democratic in the classroom and encourage the students. And the person then compared with the traditional uh, modes of learning, which is not very structured. Mm -hmm. So children and elders sit down and they talk to children, ask questions through folklore, mm -hmm. uh, riddles. The children learn and they ask questions. And elders urge the children to actually... I feel like we're, uh, some of us are scared to ask questions because yeah. either is the answer going to be something that I feel like I already know or is it just going to kind of shut me down? You know, and so whenever and that and and when I think about those feelings, I think about how I teach my kids, and yeah. um, whenever they give me analysis of what they read, and I'm like, I, I don't I like whenever I catch myself about saying I don't think it's that, I say you know what, this if that's how you interpret it, that's what it is, you know, and who am I to tell you that that's wrong, yeah. you know, and so I'm but then sometimes I kind of feel weird because they're so young, and I think at that young age we were taught to try to have. This is how you learn how to think critically. So I am also like, am I doing them a service to helping them create their own um, ideas or am I doing them a disservice because they 
are maybe kind of wrong or maybe they're not and I just didn't know that so I'm on this line of you know do how do you ask these certain questions or how do you make sure your students and in your, your case you'll, you're teaching as well it's just always in this in-between moment for me but I just constantly try to give them stuff that my professors give us and it's different I know that because of from my from my advisors they'll be like wow like you're not from here and you're teaching them this that Puerto Ricans aren't <laughs> teaching them and it's just like yeah I can imagine you know because I know what I was learned or what I was taught mm -hmm. but you know thank God that I have certain professors you know who show us different things and that encourage these questions but then again when you're scared to ask these questions or you're not in a space that's healthy enough mm -hmm. to act or to be real or to challenge or be challenged then where do we go from that as, as that as academics it's a lot of work. Yeah. Remember, there is really no democracy. <laughs> it's still a power dynamic. Yes. The professor can be as democratic in the classroom, but they have certain imagined uh, appropriate answers. Maybe not correct, but something they can say, okay, it's reasonable. But at the same time, they insist also on particular ways because they, they themselves have set. So that's also a professors deal with this quite mm. a bit. The this struggle by the students because of their minority position mm. in the classroom. Mm. And the culture, don't forget the culture from which you are coming from, Caribbean people. Are you encouraged to speak as a child or you are supposed to see? Children I feel like I was lucky that I lived with my mother and I was surrounded by women, oh. so they kind of taught me how to, you know, be that strong female. Exactly. So I was grew up. This was given to me, mm -hmm. but I feel like for most people, not really. most people now. We went to encourage to ask questions. Um, just, just follow the rules. That's that, that's, that's how it. Yeah. Yeah. I was always in trouble in high school yeah. because, like, like. Why wear white socks? Like, what's the reason behind everyone having to wear? And, and so my why was mm. translated as being rude instead of giving me an mm. answer. Yeah. I think I've t taken that all the way up to academia. Like, uh, but I think academia is the only space that I was, uh, I was allowed to ask why, even mm. if not to my, 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 my lecturer, mm -hmm. but even to the literature, like why, where is this, where is this, where is this, where is this coming from? You know, but what you said a while ago, I wish we had, I wish we had more more lectures like uh, like 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 that because the way they sell it, when you when you've gotten to a certain point, mm -hmm. you become the the degree or you become that mm -hmm. point, and there's nothing yeah. you learn. Yeah. There's nothing you learn which which is, after which that. Is tough yeah. for a lot of professors to accept. Yeah. I was there when I was your age. Exactly. I have read two thousand books. Yeah. yeah. So There's how dare you, you question me? Yeah. Question. How dare you disagree? I'm mm -hmm. reading uh, Jules Taylor. Mm -hmm. yeah. How dare you question the way I'm reading uh, Macadam Dreams? <laughs> and then it's funny because when you look at history or like yeah. the history of academic, mm -hmm. how did we come to post-colonization? Yeah. It was because you have like all these white folks that I were see. telling their story and then people came and interrupted them. Yep. They were like, no, there's another way to exactly. tell a story. Mm -hmm. Because the way that you put it is distorted and we have our truth too. Yeah. And that's how it became interesting. And I'm just like, yeah, you need to see like your, and that's the thing with like agency also is that it's hard for people to get out of their sock, like their, their shoes. Like if you see things a certain way, it's really hard to understand 
why somebody else would come up seeing something totally yeah. different, mm -hmm. which but, is actually the truth. Mm -hmm. So then there can be many truths. Mm -hmm. So yes. that's what we need to realize. Yes. Yeah. Well, Rex, not to further alluded to it, you know, like for for people who've been disenfranchised all their lives, and a lot of people have gained power and status, especially black people in the Caribbean, mm -hmm. through academia. Mm -hmm. So when you finally get an ounce of power. It's no longer about liberating people, it's about maintaining control. Yeah. Because you've been controlled all your life. Mm -hmm. So when you finally get that control, it's about feeling like the people who had power all over, uh, over your life all the time. Feeling that's the, that, that yeah. sort of way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right? And then that's why he has the iconic quote, uh, a butto in a Benz is still a, is still a butto. So in other words, you've achieved all of these things yes. thinking that you are no longer like the people or the community that you came from, you're just you you're just the same. Mm -hmm. Address has changed, position has changed, yeah. car you drive has changed, but you're you're no different from the people who yeah. who, who enslaved you. Yeah, right? exactly. How are you on your way? Sorry. How are you on your way? On my way to live. <laughs> <laughs> Life. I, yeah. That's a tough one. Oh, yeah, that's how I wrap up my podcast. <laughs> I am I'm constantly learning and uh, I'm enjoying that process, I must say. Since since uh, graduating just last year and starting uh, to liberate myself academically by doing the work I want to do, mm. starting to talk the talk that I believe should be spoken, which is looking at our culture mm -hmm. and giving value to our stories and not allowing the local narrative of whether it class local narrative of power to say that this shouldn't be said so dancehall is mm -hmm. vulgar soca is dirty so we shouldn't talk about it and give meaning to it i reject that so I follow in the footsteps of the Nettlefords and the Carling Coopers and the, um, many other Caribbean scholars who claim our identity through the modern day manifestations. Um, we still look to Africa. Part of my presentation this afternoon is going to look at that. How even in a modern day expression of culture, we still rely on the motherland. Mm. But at the same time, trying to say, well, grapple with who is a Trini, who is a Martinican, who is a Puerto Rican, who is a Jamaican in this modern day context. It's not necessarily Africa anymore. Yeah. Uh, it's accepting that we, are, we have multiple truths. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that, that's not easy. That's not easy for people to accept. You know, a place like Trinidad and Tobago, yeah. we have so much diversity. Yes. We are cons when when V.S. Naipaul says, which is why I'm coming from this perspective, when V.S. Naipaul says we're mimic men, mm -hmm. it's almost like we are, but we are not at the same time. Which is why the Potsdam narrative is not necessarily as debasing to me no. because no. we we're trying to identify who we are, yeah. but who are we? And it's it's almost cyclical, the dog chasing yeah. its tail, you know. And that to me means that there's a lifetime of knowledge that will never be complete. And I mean, I'm enjoying that journey, mm -hmm. wherever that takes me. Mm -hmm. Multiple things I want to do, 
But wherever that journey takes me, I'm gonna go. I'm Word. gonna follow the knowledge. Yeah. How are you on your way? Oh, my way. <laughs> I'm only a second year, so I have a long way to go. <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like it's the same thing. I I'm still stressed within the, this thing of like thinking academic and at the same time I want to do me and like as you guys said like I also like to write I also like to film I also like to do different things and then before I used to think that I can only do one thing because that feel like it's like if you do a PhD then you have to put everything else aside like there's no other room for anything else and then there was like that time when like mid like second semester when I was just like I don't think that's how I want to live my life for the next five years. So I'm gonna have to make changes because I was actually in another university when they were not valuing like like French Caribbean or Francophonie, which is how you call like the other areas where they speak French apart from France. And I felt like, why am I here if I'm not even able to do what I came here to do? And I was like, where do they actually care about the Caribbean? Miami okay let's go to Miami <laughs> and then like I feel so much better this yeah. year like I'm like so much better I'm more focused I'm doing more things I'm like l looking at art looking at different and I'm feeling better like I, I used to feel like I, I used to think that if you're in a PhD then it's normal that it's hell and then I'm like no that's <laughs> not <that> normal <laughs> like you. it's not okay you have to be happy about what you're doing exactly you know? and like it no. did, because like people are like oh my god you're doing your PhD and like you don't have time yet no I don't have time yeah. but actually I have to enjoy myself <laughs> thank <laughs> you so, <laughs> so yeah that's where I am right now yeah. so many intersections man. so yeah. many intersections we're on the crossroads Stefan how are you on your way? I'm shouting <laughs> <laughs> as, I'm on, as I'm going on my way I think it's, it's being silent for so long and finally giving myself a voice, I am. Um, I I think. You know, it's, it's like it's like you know Hugh P. Newton. You know, Doctor Hugh P. Newton. You never hear the doctor side. And and if you ever read, I mean, when I read Hugh P. Newton's story, so much resonates with me because, I mean, at every stage, people are expecting you to, to fail, and even when you achieve it, like they they, they discredit it, and so going through that door, like the last phase of going through the door, I am going to let people know that I am here to stay. To stay. <laughs> as uncomfortable as it makes, as it makes you feel, as it comes, you need to, you need Good. to, you need to, you need to deal with your own insecurities. Whether you have a problem with my masculinity, or my blackness, or my Caribbeanness, or my sense of self-expression there is a space for it and if there is not a space for it i'm pretty i'm going to make a space <laughs> yeah. and at the end of the day you're, you're not going you're not going to you're not going to forget me i think i think my sole purpose on this planet is to break down or continue to break down that wall between academic ac academia and regular regular Community regular life, yeah. yeah you know like yeah. like it's two different like yeah. it's two different spaces, academia Same. is seen as so sanitized and you leave all your your, your misconceptions or experiences mm -hmm. at the door to have a to have this kind of sanitized discussion. I'm totally against all of those mm -hmm. things. So Word. that's how I am on my way. Word. Shouting at the <laughs> top of my voice. <laughs> Good. Professor, how are you on your way? Well, I'm around. 
Yeah. Yeah. Around the way. Yes. Um, let's put it this way. Um, I'm uh, transgenic, meaning I'm in Puerto Rico. I try to fit in in my own way. I go to Canada where my family is. I become a Canadian writer, African-Canadian, Ghanaian-Canadian. Then I go to Ghana, and I'm a Ghanaian, but first I'm, I belong to my ethnic group. And I go to my village, and when I reach my village, I'm a totally different person. No English, I don't eat uh, any of these uh, things. I'm sitting there in the evening with my family, we're talking. Children are calling me grandpa, uncle, <laughs> big father, small father, <laughs> all the father figures are yes, there. Well. And so it's, a, it's another world and it, it, it purifies me. Well. It mm. re-strengthens uh, me so that I'm, I'm all over the place. Mm. And uh, rather than, as I, I go back to your uh, metaphor of the, the planted, tr the tree that is growing. Mm. So yes, I'm at one spot, but my roots are all over there place like uh, Glissant mm. uh, would put it in uh, Poetics of Relations and, and, his, and his theory of the, the, uh, the mangrove. Mm. Yeah, so I feel Caribbean. I told you when I arrived in Jamaica, after one hour I went to the campus and climbed the Aki tree <laughs> to pluck Akis and the Jamaicans were confused. Well, I said from Ghana. You know that, uh, yeah, I, grew, I, grew, I went to the market by the university and I was haggling with the women okay. over Sorrel. In fact, I just drank some Sorrel. Really? Yeah, <laughs> from Jamaica, <laughs> which I make myself because I grew up with that. So this is what this I This is mean. decided on here. Never even care. living here in the colony, but also uh, I begin to understand what colonization really is. Yes. 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 I begin to understand Fanon yes. better. Yes. Yes. I understand all those theories better yes. Yes. than if I had just uh, lived in Ghana and read about So this is. Uh, That's why traveling wow. is so important. Yes. 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 This is why it makes yes. sense yes. for yes. me. And every Caribbean island I go, uh, I try to use what is called poetry as field work. Well, yeah. yes. Yes, poetry as field work. That yes. I do my field work. I People are taking pictures. I refuse to take pictures. I have my notebook. Yeah. I'm talking to people. I'm, I'm asked, asking. I'm drawing the landscape in poetry, yeah. and then I come out. But that's totally normal because when you stay in the place and you read a thing one right. time, uh -huh. yeah, no, we have to yeah. go because yeah. he's about to reflect. Yeah, presentation. Yeah. All right. Like when you stay in a place and you yeah. read something one time, right. you're never gonna be as impacted as when you go there. When you go you there, live the you thing live and there. you see it. Like you're gonna remember. That's why I'm dying to go know. to Martinique now. I'm <laughs> <laughs> going to be there, but listen, Martinique. I teach Guadalupean. These voices of change and resistance are just keeping me strong on my way on this journey. If you want to reach out to Coraline, Alpha, or Stefan, or Dr. Kuobong, just message us at Issa's Way, or you can hit us up in our comments, and we will answer any questions or you know, tell us something that you enjoyed about this episode. We love to hear from you. This is Issa Cosette. Until next time, be blessed.